All right, welcome to the Texas Hip Show podcast. This is Russell Dowden, your host. We are live from the Lucky Leaf Expo here at the Austin Convention Center, and riding shotgun with me at this point uh, in the show is none other than Heather Fazio of Texans for Responsible Marijuana Policy. Uh, thank you, Heather, for sitting down here. Jesse's out running around, so uh, we'll just let him keep doing his thing. And yeah, we thought we would open the podcast up for about an hour and just kind of see what happens down here. Great. Thanks for having me. It's an exciting time to see an expo like this happening in Texas, in Austin. In, in Austin. I think it's the first one happening in Austin that we, since we've been publishing the magazine, has happened. So we're very excited to be here in our hometown at the Austin Convention Center. Um, what? Tell us about the news that just happened on your phone you just heard about 10 minutes ago. Yes. Okay. So we have had a heck of a legislative session. It, mm-hmm. You know, there were dozens of bills introduced um, this session, ranging uh, from hemp to decriminalization, medical cannabis, legalization uh, for consideration. And we are down to the wire now. We've seen three good bills pass out of the Texas House okay. with bipartisan support in the, in the House. Um, they've made it to the Senate. And this is where we're at this critical point with Lieutenant Governor, who's known for killing our legislation. That's right. Has been holding our bills on his desk for more than a week and we've only got uh, two weeks left and so I just got news that he has finally referred one of the bills reduces penalties for uh, concentrate cannabis products and if you don't know Cannabis concentrates are a felony in the state of Texas. That's what a you drop t- of oil. Well, you told me that in um, NOCO when I had the gummies. Yes. You said, don't drive back to Texas yes. with those, Russell. That's a felony. <laughs> so I, I got rid of them. I sold them. I yeah. didn't sell them. I just gave them away. Yeah. Well, and you, ha- you just have to make your own choices, right? Yeah. Everybody's going to take their own risk, and it's important that we know where we're starting. Um, and, you know, vaporizers and, and oils and edible products, they're a safer way of consumption for a lot mm-hmm. of people, mm-hmm. uh, for most people, really. So I don't care who you are. Smoking's not good for you. Shouldn't be illegal. Um, but there are better ways to it, to uptake this medicine, and unfortunately, it's a felony. And luckily, this bill was just referred to the State Affairs Committee. So for anybody listening, if before May 31st, <laughs> contact your senators and ask them to support marijuana law reform. They need to hear from you now more than ever. You know, I've, I've been always a supporter of, of, of marijuana reform, and, and folks that know that I've been publishing magazines in Austin. I did Weird Magazine. We used to have Cheech and Chong on. I had Rockstar Magazine. We, you know, would interview the 311. Uh, we would interview the Cottonmouth Kings. I mean, I've always been a starch supporter for marijuana. And um, and so here I am doing this new hemp product, and Texas is starting to get their act together, Heather. What do you know? What do you know? <laughs> Thanks to you and J- the work that Jax does over there in Normal. And, and, and I found that this year... I have, with meeting all of you guys and co-mingling through the Texas Hemp Reporter in this show, um, I've signed letters. I've, you know, this new issue, we just mailed it to all of the representatives, all the senators. Um, I've, I've done a lot of, through Jax's website and yours as well, we can submit... Uh, a letter and then you can customize it I customize mine and make sure my signatures at the bottom you know like on my email so they know it's coming from Russell down in the Texas hemp reporter um, so you guys have made it a lot easier for people to sign these letters and petitions that show your activism for these legislatures and and I've done that so much more this year being involved with all of you and um, so what bill was it was this 41 so this is house bill 2593 uh, 2593 okay and it's There's the so representative many. Moody's bill that okay, reduces Moody's penalties bill. for up to two ounces of concentrate which is a lot if we're talking about oils or wax um, but it's not a lot if you're talking about a brownie or a little cookie because two ounces uh, goes pretty quick and you get charged for the entire weight of that product in Texas not just the THC that's in it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the sad thing that yeah. some of the federal laws still apply with uh, other cons- other substances. So that is the decrim bill. Um, that is one of the bills to reduce penalties for possession, and it makes it a Class B misdemeanor. So it doesn't legalize it. It doesn't. You, you're still going to get arrested, but you're not going to be facing a felony drug charge, and that's significant. I mean, people are ending up with these convictions all the time. Well, I've talked to Coleman uh, Hemphill at the Texas Hemp Industries Association about how we could get a trifecta of victories if we got the hemp bill that he's supporting passed which makes the percentage 
up to 5%. Is that part of that bill? Uh, 5% is, I think, what you're associating with the medical cannabis Oh, bill. that's medical cannabis. Mm-hmm. Oh, but the, oh, but oh, it's, it's easy. It was easing the restrictions on testing for, for hemp, farmers. For farmers. Yeah, it's, I would have lifted the cap right. on THC to 1% for that's farmers, right. giving them a little bit more flexibility. But I'll tell you what the catch is. They were doing total THC, not just THC Delta 9. And so this would have lumped in Delta 8 products, oh, wow. effectively banning them. Oh, wow. So that was That was a bad that, provision. That was a bad provision in the bill. Yeah, we understand that it would have been good for farmers, and there's got to be a way for us to work this out. Um, but at this point, it would be better if that bill just dissipated. Well, you and I were talking just before we started recording, and, I was, and, and what I was getting at here with that point is that if we... I thought there was a possibility, maybe, you know, it's a long shot, to have a trifecta victory with HB 1535, which is Representative Click's uh, new bill expanding the uh, medicinal for our veterans and, and uh, PTSD. Uh, that one seems to be the favorable one that we, are, we all really want and need probably first and foremost. But that bill, along with uh, the decrim and then the hemp. If we got all three of those done, man, what a, that would be an amazing uh, trifecta victory for uh, all of us in the hemp and marijuana space here in Texas. Um, Wouldn't it be great if we could get our act together? If le- the leg- <laughs> let's say we, the legislature, could get their act together because it makes good sense to start regulating uh, rather than criminalizing uh, to make this program a, a viable medical cannabis program. I mean, even this five uh, percent THC cap is not acceptable for a lot of patients who need to oh, no. benefit from the therapeutic value of THC. You know, in our booth here, again, we are at the uh, Lucky Leaf Expo, and we're, our booth is just right across from Compassionate Cultivation's uh, booth here. And, yeah, that's that's tough for people that are getting marijuana in Texas for medicinal purposes, but that standard right now is, is a very low-grade marijuana uh, for those patients. So this would change that game uh, if this bill gets passed. Um well, let's be careful with the, with the language that we use because the products that they're producing are very high-grade, quality products. It's just as low in THC. It's just low in and THC. And for a lot of people, they don't need THC. And so that's good for a lot of people, and we've seen people finding relief. That's true. That's true. Um, and you can have different grades of cannabis even within the low THC scope. So, you know, Compassionate Cultivation, Sertera, uh, which is now Good Blend, they mm-hmm. just changed their name. They're um, an affiliate of Parallel, which is a, a multi-state operator. Uh, they're mm-hmm. the two operating dispensaries in Texas, and they just really have done an outstanding job working within the very political nature of all of this, um, as well as the science of, of growing cannabis and, and of course, being involved in the advocacy to further the cause. Well, you know, let's talk about how Texas needs to catch up because Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and just recently New Mexico all have medicinal marijuana um, in place, and um, I don't believe any of them are recreational or, or anything like that. Well, yet. actually, so New Mexico had been legalized or had been had legalized medical marijuana for some time. So we were surrounded by states: Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma, New, Me- New Mexico, and Mexico. And Mexico recently legalizing medical marijuana. New Mexico just a, a month ago, less than a month ago, yeah. legalized for adult use. So that was the recent one for New Mexico was for adult use. For adult use. So we're still surrounded now, and even with Mexico. Mexico legalizing marijuana. We are now, uh, 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 now Jesse uh, joining us here on the show. Uh, uh, but can, we're surrounded by marijuana. You in can Texas. get on I-10, go west. And once you hit the Texas border, it is completely legal from there to the Pacific Ocean. Yep, that's right. That's crazy. That's right. And, you know, New Mexico and New York did it within uh, 24 hours of each other. And then Virginia decided, hey, we're not going to wait. They were supposed to wait till July. And they took an act, took action legislatively to bump it up and did it immediately. So we saw three states within uh, 10 days, less than 10 days that legalized it just recently, bringing us to a total of 18 states that have rejected federal marijuana prohibition and instead are opting for a system of regulation at the state level. Well, I like it. That is fantastic. But I'm wondering if... Texas is going to drag its its paws so long that the federal government's going to make a move, Heather. Is that something that you might see happen if, if, if Dan Patrick and if our lawmakers in Texas just drag, uh, isn't it an oppor- isn't it 
possible that the federal government make, 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 might rule on its own? I think it's very possible. Uh, it's important to know the context of the timeline. So our legislature in Texas only meets every two years. Mm -hmm. So the after uh, May 31st, our next shot at this isn't until January of 2023. So between now and then, do we think the federal government is going to decriminalize or deschedule cannabis? I think there's an excellent shot. I mean, we are dealing with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, who have been architects and executors of the war on drugs for decades. Um, but we do see a lot of public pressure. It's an exciting time. Really is. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We are uh, live here at the Austin Convention Center uh, in Austin, Texas. So we're going to take a quick break and uh, talk a little more with uh, whoever else wants to pop in here. It's uh, Jesse and Russell and Heather here so far. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll be back on the other side. offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hip Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250 plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out southernhempexpo.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You're listening to the Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at the Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. We are live at the Lucky Leaf Expo here in Austin, Texas at the Austin Convention Center. Our guests here this uh, segment, Heather Fazio and uh, Jesse Williams with the Texas Cannabis Collective. 
Uh, Heather, you had some points you wanted us to re- retouch on uh, before we bring Landon on, and I'll let you uh, jump to that. Where were we? Uh, what were you wanting to address there? Yeah, we're talking about legalization. Yes. Will the feds legalize first? Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I think that there's an excellent chance that it happens between now and 2023, the next time our state legislature convenes. And, you know, if they do, it could be something similar to what we saw with hemp. Hemp was legalized in late 2018, and by mid-19, uh, Texas had instituted a system of regulation. And I think that it could happen that way. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm not betting on it. Um, but it could happen that way, skipping decrim, going right to legalization, which really is what makes sense. It doesn't make sense. To, I mean, it makes sense to stop arresting people, of course. That stops the bleeding. And that may happen now, this year. That could happen this year. It's it's tough to say. We're down to the wire. I think the well, most likely is medical. Do you think lawmakers, especially like Dan Patrick, Jesse, do you think that they... Do you think that they're aware of the possibility while they are out of session from 2021 to 23 that the federal government could make a change? Is is that a concern? Do you think lawmakers are are, are worried about that? I wouldn't say they're worried about it. It's just that they are and they are aware of it. It, It's always a possibility. It's a possibility. It's always on the table. But we hardly ever, and it is 420. <laughs> it's 420, as Heather points out the time here. We're recording from 4 to 5 p.m. here from the Austin Convention Center. What do you guys think of this thing so far? It's great. Um, a lot of clients of ours are here. I haven't gotten yet even a chance today to walk around, um, but I, but this is really great to see an event, Heather, here in Austin, yeah. uh, and all these people coming together. Um all this work that's been done over the years, all this growing and development, not only on the business side, but the political side, and to see it all in real life and it happening and people reaching their dreams, going after their well, dreams. You, when did you get into this space? You've been fighting this battle for a while. Yeah, 2012, I think, was the first time I was at the Capitol doing doing work on that. But it's been full-time since 2014. Mm-hmm. So we're, it's about seven years working on policy full-time. And I'm so grateful for the team that we've built, all of our coalition partners, and, mm-hmm. and the advocates across the state who have risen to the occasion, making sure lawmakers understand the issue, and then we can move forward on more sensible policy. It's really it's really exciting. And, you know, I, not everybody knew me, but, but I've been in a little with the magazines and always been an advocate, and I stress that. But it's so cool to, to put the surfboard in the water Water, Heather, in the last year, mm-hmm. and swim out here, and, and where all you guys have been advocating, mm-hmm. and now I've jumped on this thing with y'all, and it's just we're riding this thing home. It's really cool to be yeah. a part of this right now at hope this time. Can, hope you can outswim some sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Patrick, the big great white. Yeah. Well, you know he's done this to us before, installing yeah. things, not giving him a chance, and uh, I think that if the Senate had the opportunity to debate these to debate these issues, we'd see them pass. And you know, I think he knows that, and that's why he has to do what he can to slow down the process and stop us from moving forward. You know, he doesn't want to see these laws change, but I'm hoping we can influence him and others like him, help to earn their support. We're going to need to welcome people like him to our side, um, as difficult as that may be, and as hard as it is to imagine. Um, But we're going to have to earn conservative support moving forward in a conservative state, and um, it's exciting. You know, we have been doing this for a long time, and our website is texasmarijuanapolicy.org for those who want to sign up. That's right. Emails, find those action alerts you were mentioning earlier. And I've got to ask you, Heather, uh, what's your what's the future hold for you? I, I we talked a little off here. I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Just yeah. what's going? What, what what's up with you? And how, how do you think? Are you gonna stay in active in, in marijuana? Are you gonna be in more in business? And what do you? What's kind of up your uh, up your sleeve as as we fade out of this session and, yeah. and take a two year break? Yeah. Well, I'm not exactly sure what the future has in store. There are so many opportunities, and um, being here, it's really exciting seeing all of the. Um, non-consumable applications of hemp is really something that's yeah. exciting to me and um, I think that I'm gonna be, I'm in this fight for the long haul personally <laughs> I mean you know I got recruited to do this work because uh, it's a matter of liberty from my mm-hmm. perspective it's a matter of good government policy and um, we see it as something that there's a lot of common ground on and that really speaks to me and uh, so I'll be serving in advisory capacities moving forward and uh, really looking forward to getting this across the finish line with the team you know at a, at a future legislative session well uh, we have certainly not heard the last of Heather Fazio, that's for sure. I can tell you that. And, and what a what a great victory with today, with with hearing that. I was glad to you being here at our booth as that news uh, broke right here on uh, on her phone. Well, did you hear? What what, uh, the, what was it? More. Oh. They had news to Jesse. Um, so House Bill fifteen twenty five ninety three Moody's Concentrate Bill was referred. It was referred to a committee. It was amazing. Yeah, I don't so know if they can get the high five. There's some high five action she, just happening. She told that happened right here while we were just talking before we even started recording. So like that 15 was 15 minutes ago. Very, 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 very cool. Exciting. Yeah. 
Nice. Well, well, thank you, Heather, for being a part of this. We're going to jump over to Landon and, and have him come in and, and talk with us a little bit. But uh, uh, great seeing you here, and uh, and we'll probably see you in a, in a little while down on 6th Street. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thanks for the opportunity and the platform to help raise awareness for advocacy and giving people the opportunity to engage. This is a people-powered movement, and we are growing in momentum and size and influence, and uh, just really grateful for the opportunity. Yeah, thank you so much, as always, for coming on. Heather Fazio. Uh, check out the website, uh, Texans. TexasMarijuanaPolicy.org. TexasMarijuanaPolicy.org. All right. Thank you so much, Heather. There she goes. And then we'll bring in Landon on. Where have you been hiding out there, Jesse? I went and saw Shada Tarabi, <laughs> Sid Miller talking. Oh, yeah? A couple others. Got some cool pictures in. Oh, cool. A, so you got the camera going there? Yeah, Shada was talking about working in the wild, wild west. And then from there... Um, Justin with Verleaf was going to start talking about I thought Justin was services. Justin was coming on at four. I wanted to go see Justin, but I told everybody we would be recording between four and five our, our, ourselves um, uh, today. So, but no, man. Uh, uh, so was Sid? Uh, was Sid there? Yeah, Sid was there. All right, on. So, did you say hi to him? Well, they were in the <laughs> middle of talking. It was uh, Lisa Pittman and Lisa Nolan were, were having a discussion with him on a stage. I think it would have been completely inappropriate for me to walk up with a camera, and be like, "Hey, Sid." <laughs> Hey, How you did, doing? You, did you see our article the other day, Sid? Um, no, that's cool, but I'm just glad that uh, uh, you got to go up there because I, I, I just haven't been able to break away from the booth all day today and, and, and uh, get away from all this. But, man, just great visiting with everyone here uh, at the Lucky Leaf Expo here in Austin at the Convention Center. My first time ever being in the Convention Center, actually. So I'm, I'm real excited to, to have got, uh, attended something here. Uh, Landon is joining us with uh, Imperial CBD Extraction. Uh, didn't see Todd yet. Is Landon, uh, Landon, is Todd here as well? I am actually the only one here this weekend. Todd oh, you're the only the, one that got the permit, the, uh, the, the, the permit to leave this week, huh? Exactly. I was the only <laughs> one that got the invitation out here. I told Todd not to come. I didn't want him here. I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> no, Todd, Todd's, um, he has a wedding coming up, so he's doing a lot of that. And then he's holding Fort down at the extraction lab out in Imperial, California. Here, let's so. get you to sit up a little more closer there. There you go. Is that a little bit better? Yeah, there you there go. There we go. Well, 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 good to see you, man. And, um, you know, there's been several of the... Uh, other clients that are out here, people have been coming in. So Frank came by from TPS Lab, Jesse, while you were gone. Uh, I spoke with uh, Lee over there at First Responder Fuel uh, is here. Um, uh, Gilbert across the way here at uh, Pacalolo Pl uh, Plug uh, from San Antonio is in the magazine uh, 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 this month. Uh, so just been great to visit with all a lot of the, the clients and, 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 and people that have contributed with writing and, and, and um, advertising with the magazine. How are things going with Imperial CBD Extraction? How, what's, your, what's your experience here at Lucky Leaf so far, Landon? Uh, it's an amazing experience. I'm really happy to be back in Texas, uh, especially Austin, Texas, where I lived for a couple years. Uh, got to see some friends, uh, familiar faces from NOCO um, back in uh, March. So it was really good to see everybody this week that I saw back then and then new faces as well. So it's, uh, it's amazing how much this industry has grown just in Texas um, and how this is one of the largest states in the union. So I think it's very, very crucial yeah, for the you state went to, to grow, grow in, in the hemp. Is CBD it true? Industry. You went to Texas State uh, in college, is that right? Texas Tech University. Oh, Texas Tech. Don't, don't, Lubbock. don't mix right. that one up. <laughs> I'm a Texas State student. That's right. You're Texas State. You're Texas Tech. That's right. Uh, well, uh, well, what's going on? Uh, have you been getting some networking in? I haven't uh, got a whole lot in, but people have stopped by and said hi. Um, you're introducing Imperial CBD Extraction. I understand y'all got the magazines last week that I mailed to you guys. And uh, 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 well, let's, what's going on with Imperial? Tell people a little bit about uh, what you guys are, are doing. You were on the show a few weeks ago, but... Um, uh, just kind of revisit a little bit what you guys do and offer out there in Southern California. Yeah. So what we're doing out there in uh, Southern California and Imperial California, about an hour and a half east of San Diego, is CBD extraction. We're taking biomass from farmers, and we're taking it from everything to crude, to distillate, to isolate, um, kind of whatever they prefer. Um, a lot of it's done on tolling deals, split deals as well. We're mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. farmers first, and our extraction lab was built by farmers. My Uncle John, who's actually a second-generation farmer along with my dad and then myself being a third-generation farmer and then working at the extraction lab. So that's what we're doing. We're taking in biomass, taking it down to a material where we can sell it, a CBD raw material, and really want to work with farmers out here in Texas. So the networking is crucial for me to come out here and uh, 
and meet with them. Well, I think your family's in good hands, Landon. Uh, you, you, you sound great. You sound professional. You're always uh, uh, full of information. I think uh, your family's uh, got a long tradition there and, 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 uh, and has a great future with, uh, with, with, with you joining this team and, and, and leading that thing direction in the, to the right future. Um, but you do offer distillate, uh, uh, isolate, 99% pure THC. People can buy discounted distillate. Uh, I see these are parts of, you know, part of your ad. Um, is that something? Is that a product? Uh, yep. Is that a big popular program that you guys offering that wholesale? Absolutely. So we are a wholesaler as long as also an extractor. So really uh, selling those raw materials at those prices, CBD full spectrum distillate, CBD THC free distillate, uh, and CBD isolate, 99% pure CBD. And then also now we have a new product, a CBG isolate, which is really, really something that uh, we take pride in. It's 98% pure CBG. And uh, it's just something that recently came up in our SKUs and in our product line. So we're... Uh, we're looking forward to selling that. We've already had a lot of traction on that, and I've gotten traction today from it. So I think it's being being on this show and then being at this uh, at this event is it's important for us as a company, and then really getting that outreach out in Texas. Well, yeah, and we discussed this earlier. There's people they've got all sorts of biomass, and they don't know what to do with it. And it's and it's crazy because we don't know what to do with it here. There's some on eastward where y'all are out in California, and y'all are dying to try to get that over to California because y'all can't y'all processing it so quick that you're just you're you're empty handed at this point to an extent you're just trying to grab it wherever you can yeah and you're seeing it out in West Texas you're seeing it in South Texas East Texas there's so many different parts of Texas that have these farmers have all all this biomass that they're just sitting there and it's it biomass does deteriorate over time I'm just being honest and I know a lot of farmers don't have the resources right now to get the biomass processed in Texas um, and I know you guys are working on that and there's a lot in the pipeline for that but right now we have an extraction facility that's fully operational it's been fully operational since June 1st of 2020 uh, it took us 80 days to build that entire extraction facility so it runs well we we'd love to have farmers come out and check out the facility I know it's far a little far from Texas but um, that's that's our main goal is to get get these farmers in Texas, get them a sellable material so they can recoup or, or even make money from what, what, them, what they spent on growing and harvesting. Imperial CBD Extraction, the website, imperialcbdextraction.com. Is that right? That's it, www.imperialcbdextraction.com. And you can also reach out to, to Todd at 949-422-8834. I think that's Todd's cell number, that's isn't it? Todd's cell phone number. <laughs> Text him right now. Spam him. I, I don't care. It's, it's, it's early in the day still in California, so Todd, you can reach out to him right now. Todd, nine. For Todd Bean, 949-422-8834 if you'd like to find out more information about Imperial CBD extraction. Landon, thanks for being a part hey. of the uh, the show here as we are here at the uh, Lucky Leaf Expo. I know uh, people are going to hear this and go, this can't be live. I'm listening to this at like 2.30 in the morning. And I didn't have it. <laughs> it just showed up in my Spotify account. And listen to this. I'm going to say, it doesn't matter if it's 2.30 in the morning and in Tennessee. Go ahead and text him and let him know what's yeah, up. Yeah, text him any time of the day or night, whatever it is, just to fuck with him. We'll get Todd, we'll get Todd on the show, too. We'll get Todd on here. He's a good time. Yeah, Todd is a good time. We had a pleasure running into meeting you guys there at NOCO and a lot of fun and maybe look forward to maybe having a cold beer with you a little later this evening on 6th Street as we get together out here in downtown Austin. We'll take a quick break, I guess, and then come back and see who else is spawning around here at the um, at the convention and uh, go from there and and yeah more Texas uh, hemp show uh, stick around after this break it's Russell and Jesse and currently Landon with Imperial CBD extraction we'll be right back on the other side it's the Texas hemp show
CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hip Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250 plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out southernhempexpo.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. We are live at the Lucky Leaf Expo here in downtown Austin from the Austin Convention Center. I'm Russell Dowden, your host and publisher for the Texas Hip Reporter. Uh, Glad to be back hosting my own show live from the (laughs) convention center. Um, Now we're switching out the seats as we play musical chairs. Coleman Hemphill, our co-host and uh, head of the Texas Hemp Industries Association, joining us uh, here at the Lucky Leaf Expo. How are you doing, Coleman? Man, I'm doing so great. I'm with some of my favorite people just looking out across from me at, at Hempwood and all of the, the different uh, hemp flooring materials, the different cabinets that they're doing, um, a lot of really great different finished product manufacturers, and um, fresh off the press, um, the, the hemp bill just got referred to That's the, right. the, the House Agriculture and Water Committee, and so still hoping to, to see a legislative draft of that come through, and hopefully by this time next week, we will have a good cleanup bill keeping our fingers crossed but I mean there's a lot going on right now and I actually as we're doing this musical chairs I'm joined by Jax Finkel with Texas Normal. Hi Jax how you doing? Welcome to the show. I am so happy to be at an event and hanging out with people in person it's been really nice. Yeah I know I've ran into you a lot at the Capitol Coleman uh, doing a lot of good work up there but hemp is moving and I don't know if you saw the two ounces of concentrate penalty reduction has also been assigned to committee. That's excellent. Who's the, the co-sponsor? Or the um, you know, I am not sure. I want to say it's Johnson, um, but I just saw it come through this morning. I haven't been able to dig into it since I've been here. That's awesome. No, I, I love to hear that. I know that we were all kind of sweating bullets right now because bills have to get out, have to be out of committee in the Senate by next Thursday. Yes. So as we say every week, if you're listening, today the, the focus for your advocacy really is with your state senator mm-hmm. and, the, and, and the lieutenant governor's office. You know, I would say that those are the two phone calls that you really need to, to make. If you want to do additional advocacy, 
contacting the different members of the Senate Agriculture, Water, and Rural Affairs Committee would be a great way to reach out just to, to give it that last final push as we're in this last week of the legislative session. Especially business people um, on the hemp bill because you guys were able to do some great cleanup in the House, making sure that it wasn't overly restrictive, and we want to make sure it stays that way, right? This is an industry-approved version. Let's keep it um, where it protects farmers and mm -hmm. make sure that we can protect the market here in Texas because we don't want any more restrictions. We've got plenty of that. <laughs> we right? do. I was talking to Heather, you know, Jax, a little bit ago. Now that Mexico has made marijuana legal, mm -hmm. you've got New Mexico two weeks, three weeks ago just made it um, adult uses available. Um, We've already had Louisiana with medicinal. Arkansas has medicinal. Oklahoma has a medicinal program. So Texas needs to get with the program. Uh, we're behind on all of our borders. And, and Jess said, Coleman, that you can go west to El Paso and hit the Pacific Ocean and have legal marijuana uh, all, all the way, way through. So uh, we really need to get uh, something done this legislation. And um, I think it would be a super victory if we had a trifecta with the HIP bill, the decrim. And then this HP the in the medical, that would be a trifecta, you know, for hemp and marijuana supporters uh, in Texas for that would happen. And I want to give some perspective on the medical program. You know, when it was first instituted, it was one condition only. Mm -hmm. um, and we've really been able to broaden that. You know, the def definition of an incurable neurodegenerative disease includes over 100 different diseases. And so if we can get PTSD and pain on there, I mean, that's going to be a huge difference for patients, especially because of the change in the THC percentage as well. Mm -hmm. I know the licensees have been real ingenuitive with their formulations, and this will just mean less side effects from those carrier oils. So let me ask you, Jax, you would know, this is a question for you, you would sure. know this. Um, my fiance has lupus, okay. rheumatoid arthritis, that's a pain management kind of thing. Would would Jennifer fall into that category, we think? Is if that... you have chronic pain, which mm -hmm. is defined as over 90 days, so it's not just a transient pain from maybe a, a surgery or something, that chronic pain, which mm -hmm. sounds like she has mm -hmm. rheumatoid arthritis, mm -hmm. um, then you can qualify. If you would have been prescribed opioids, then you can qualify for medical Yeah, because poor Jen Coleman, she's got like 15, 18 pills she takes every day, like 10 in the morning, 12 at night. It's like a lot of stuff. And I'm just like, babe, I hope you can, I hope this thing passes so you can try even just low grade. You know, it's not about getting high guys. It's about getting medicine uh, that makes you feel better. And, and that's where we're at in this fight. Well, and just the acknowledgement from the legislature that this plant has benefits for these purposes. Getting rid of pre-existing conditions is, is huge. I, I think, um, there was a lot of people that were hoping that it would be a, a program that was more more between the doctor and the patient and, yeah. and, and how you know they're utilizing this. But that being said, these pre-existing conditions is a good step forward. It, it gives us a really good foundation and a really singular focus for what needs to, to happen in the next legislative session, you know, hopefully pending you know, movement on the federal side that I think we're all still kind of anxiously yeah. anticipating as well. This kind of, you know, things are kind of stalled out right yeah. now to some degree. There was some really great movement, you know, about three or four weeks ago related to, to banking. How groundbreaking and how important the passage of of the federal banking legislation out of the House is now sitting in the Senate is for the hemp industry. And um, not only for the hemp industry, but for the cannabis industry as a whole. That seems to be in, in the discussions that I have, and, and Jax, I think you can speak to this more that that was kind of the first thing that that had to get done before they would consider really other legislation they needed that yeah. that foundation yeah the, the texas tribune festival you know glenn hagar was talking about the budget talking about the deficit and he's like yeah cannabis is something we've talked about but until banking's in place that's really difficult and then he also went on to say and then we have banking in place and then we have to get regulation in place and we have to get going and then it rolled out so you know you're going to see the repercussions and the impact later and while I don't argue with that um, I would love to see it changed sooner than later especially because we're seeing a lot of these problems with legislating based on chemical components it just doesn't work our guest Jack Finkel with the Texas Normal here in Austin at the convention center what do you think Jack's about as car as, as our as our lawmakers go out of the 87th I mean, I'm always saying to guys around here at the office that 
with these Democrats in the office now, with, you know, with Biden and, and Harris, you, you know, is there a chance that they federally make make a law that legalizes cannabis across all 50 states? And, and will Texas listen even then? Well, you know, there have been promises made that mm-hmm. things would be done, and mm-hmm. I like it when promises are kept. So <laughs> I'm going to remain hopeful that they are going to keep those promises, um, you know, Biden and Harris have also had some issues in their pasts dealing with cannabis yeah. and how they have dealt with it. I hope that they have really moved and turned the page there. Now, when you talk about legalizing cannabis federally, doesn't quite work like that because, like you said, will Texas join? Yeah. What happens is you remove it from the Controlled Substance Act, just like hemp was written out of it. Mm-hmm. Then eventually marijuana would be removed from mm-hmm. it, right? And at that point, there's a process that Texas has to instigate to have our registry of drugs match the Federal Controlled Substance Act, right? Because ours mirrors theirs. And so once that process is rolling, then in a certain time period, they have to put the notice out, put it through the registry, and then just like we saw with hemp, it would be um, descheduled, right? And so if they aren't proactively thinking about this and this happens during an interim, do they call a special session, Coleman? I mean, like, what would they do? You know, I mean, I think this would certainly be something worth a an interim hearing in, in the Public Health Committee, and that's something that people can certainly advocate for. Even right now, as this bill's moving forward, if this update to the Compassionate Use Program moves forward, I imagine that they will probably have an interim report on that program where we could be addressing the, the different federal issues. Have you seen you know any kind of progress or shift from kind of what I've been hearing in, in regards to the federal program that they're really looking at and not completely descheduling it like they did with hemp, but moving towards Schedule Two, opening up for more research, legalizing medical in a very limited fashion, you know, kind of this slow roll process at the federal level. Versus rescheduling. Right. Right. So descheduling would be to remove it completely. Um, If you're to change the schedule, like you mentioned, to schedule two or schedule three, that de facto makes it a medical product because now it does have medical value and they can treat it that way. Um, I personally am a fan of just descheduling. I feel like the government has a lot of overreach. This is a plant that is very safe and we can have the right common sense regulations and consumer protections in in place. So I would prefer that. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are people who think rescheduling to make it, you know, just medically available is, is a good idea. And I think it's a difference of just philosophically speaking there. Um, I don't know. What would you say? Would you well, deschedule or reschedule? Uh, well, you know, so, so it's May 15th, 2021. How many people have died from cannabis? Zero, according <laughs> to the DEA and the CDC. Yesterday? Zero, Never. zero, yes, none, none nope. today, none. Well, right. I think actually... In the history of man. I think one person <laughs> did actually have um, some marijuana fall on them and was injured by it. Yeah, um, so like, like a... Like a like, piano. Yeah. Or like a bale. Like a yeah, bale like a fell. Bale. Okay. yeah. yeah. So, but not smoking it. No, I, or, or eating, eating it. it. Or eating it. You know, hemp has had um, a considerably easier path forward, not dealing with the 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 quote unquote intoxicating you know elements of this. But again, you know the 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 master metric, uh, the, the power of zero. You know, this hasn't hurt anybody. Um, obviously, you know, hemp provides a lot of other notes of sort, you know, in this whole symphony of health that this plant can present. And um, it's it's just a continual press on, on education. I will say that, you know, who has been most responsible and who needs to hear from you on this topic um, and, you know, made it very difficult for hemp and is continuing to make it difficult for broader cannabis reform is our lieutenant governor. Dan Patrick is really the tip of the spear on this. The the hemp bill, the cannabis bills, they passed with what, 12, 13 votes against? Yep. I mean, a, a super, super majority. That The House is supposed to be the voice of the people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's the most local representation. And when they're overwhelmingly pushing this, and it's even a question that the Senate wouldn't schedule it for a hearing to, to even just bring it to a committee you know mm-hmm. it can still be voted up or down within that committee we shouldn't be afraid of this discussion um, this is something that now I think over what 60% or more was it more. 70% in 60% is for full 
regulated adult use cannabis market, wow. but it's like over 85% of Texans support a robust medical program, which arguably we're on our way there. I was looking back at like our original list of qualified conditions that we were trying to reach for. And we've got all but, if we get pain and PTSD, we'll have all but three or four of them, wow. you know, just for some perspective. I know it feels like not enough and it's not enough, um, but we've made a lot of strides. It's been a lot of deconstructing of these really old ways of thought. And I know you guys doing the hemp work, especially in the rural areas, really helps open up the people's mindset, minds the culture. exactly to the stigma that maybe I didn't I, understand. I think you when know. you guys started years ago, and Heather can speak to this too, I bet, but you know, that prison lobby money, that's something that's always there in Texas. Was that, has that deteriorated more in, in recent years of you the know, criminalization part of this? We is, hear a lot about is the that, prison lobby and it just, that never really coalesced for me. I couldn't really find evidence of that. I'm not saying that that's incorrect. Also in Texas, they've shut down most of the private prisons. Um, so there's only a handful of private so prisons that's not, left. So you haven't, at normal, you haven't felt like that's been a battle the last decade? Not the prison. Let me tell you where the battle is. Where is the, where's the trenches, Jack? Probation officers. Ah. Probation officers mm -hmm. get an easy $60 a month from these people who want to get out of their probation. And mm -hmm. they, they're easy. They don't have to track them down. And so when I went to the Drug Impact Summit, which was for continuing education for law enforcement, enforcement, parole, mm -hmm. you know, corrections officers, those were the people that were pushing back the most. Mm. Then we see executive law enforcement associations okay. standing against it because they want to be able to keep the smell as a reason to search to try to find other, you know, issues or problems or charges. So that's really where we see the rub. Wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I, I remember... I've been there with that... Uh, I've had a bus. I've been busted on one or time or two in my yeah. life, you know, and I've had to deal with that probation crap. Yeah, and not to kick too much sand in the Texas Sheriff's Association, <laughs> but I think it was what in 2017 is either because I, I don't think they came back and testified against it in 2019. Um, it, it was it was comical. I remember the chair of that committee asked the this member of the Sheriff's Association if he was in the right room testifying right. on the right bill because <laughs> he didn't realize at all that the hemp is not marijuana <laughs> and it's, yeah you know it, again it's it's those learning lessons for these groups that, that we hope that they you know continue to assimilate and, and to be promoting these things um i promote law enforcement um and we should all promote law enforcement and they have a very important job to do as it relates to violent crime to, to property rape, crime to property crime mm -hmm. um it, that, that are truly, you know, pandemic kind of issues in our state. We need to, to allow them to, to do their jobs, not put them in, in harm's way, and not threaten the liberty of, of individuals in the state of Texas. And, you know, to that point, that means that you have to work with these people. You can't just ignore them. They're not going to go away. And so Heather and I have worked a lot to try to, you know, reduce some of those problems. And we've been able to help some of them move from against to neutral. So, I mean, that is a huge change. And hopefully next time they just won't even show up at all. Because <laughs> they didn't for some of these hearings. They didn't even show up. Yeah, and that, as a small business owner, it is so important that you go through the, the chain of command, starting with your, your city council, with your mayor, with your county commissioners, with your school board. Then go have your conversation with your sheriff and, and go have your conversation with your with your chief of police. I mean, being a, a good member of society is going to be good for your business in general, but you want to be going to them first before they come to you. We're live from the Lucky Leaf Expo here in Austin, Texas at the Convention Center. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll take a real quick break, and we'll be right back after this.
Sky is a top CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hip Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250 plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out southernhempexpo.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, Back to the show with your host, Russell Dowd. Welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell Dowden, the publisher and editor for the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. We are live at the Lucky Leaf Expo here at the Austin Convention Center in downtown Austin. And we're kind of hanging out doing, I don't know what podcast number this is. We don't have near as many as you do, young lady. But we are on, I think, number 30 of our podcast uh, this week. And uh, just great to be here. And isn't this cool to be back doing a live event? It, it feels it, so good. It feels so good to see everybody in person. Yeah, yeah. we all get to see each other for once instead of uh, these virtual meetings like you do, Jax. They're at normal. And, and um, so we're all here. It's, this is great to be a part of this. Coleman, uh, Shada's joining us from um, Restart CBD. I spoke to your sister and mother earlier. And, uh, yeah. Um, what do you think of this? I'm loving it. I think it's been a really great show. Obviously, people have been eager to get back out in person, but I I love Texas hemp community, and it's so exciting to see everybody just meeting and, like, talking about all these different ideas. And obviously, we just had Sid Miller speaking and him Mm -hmm. kind of being, you know, the pinnacle point of how we're going to get through some of the next stages of hemp legalization. And so... I'm energized. I, I just spoke twice today, so I'm done. I can now enjoy the after party and network a little bit more. But no, genuinely, it's been good just to see everybody. And so people who are listening, I encourage you, you know, go network, get out, get involved in the community. It's um, it's rewarding. I haven't been over that way much at all today. Did you, does Restart have a booth? Or are you just here walking around hanging out? We don't have a booth. Um, I'm just here hanging out specifically with speaking and okay. just networking and yeah. hanging out and taking over y'all's booth and, <laughs> you know, making myself comfortable everywhere where I can. Well, it's great to have you here and, and see everyone. Um, uh, Jax, I, I've, I've been wanting to get you on the program. I'd like to see more contribution from from that marijuana side a little. As we get, If we get a marijuana deal done, 
this session. I, I would like to, I'm open to having a little more of that conversation in the Texas Hemp Reporter. If this thing gets legal, we're going to call it Texas Hemp and MJ Reporter, <laughs> you know, or something, who knows. Um, but um, but I'd like to see a little more engagement from the marijuana side as an editorial uh, moving forward in the, in the year. Um, and certainly next year, I think next year as the magazine grows, I think we'll, I think we'll make the leap to monthly uh, uh, next year. Mm, yeah. And so uh, we want to be supportive of, of that kind of, uh, of the marijuana side, of course, and, and then stay with the, uh, the CBD and the hemp industry. And I mean, uh, Heather was talking to me, Coleman, about uh, get, wanting to be involved in the business aspect of, of, of hemp uh, in, in textiles and growing um the business of hemp, you know, uh, so I don't know what do you how excited do you feel about going in the future with regards to just hemp in the business? So excited. There's some some really amazing projects going on in Texas around animal feed. And, mm. and that was actually one of the, the questions that I asked Commissioner Miller. You know, right now we can purchase hemp seed at HEB. It's generally recognized as safe by the FDA for human consumption. But we can't feed this to cows, we can't feed it to chickens, pigs, any of our agriculture that makes it into the broader uh, markets, um, you're not allowed to, to feed it out. That is something that has to change. Mm-hmm. Right now there's probably you know, 10, 20,000 acres of hemp grain grown in the United States. The moment that that change happens with the FDA and USDA, it's not unrealistic at all that you would see millions of acres of hemp grain grown in the United States. Um, it's a superior protein. Yes. It, th- this is a way for us to reintroduce hemp into our diets, not just as a supplement, but as a truly holistic use for us. So that's super exciting. And, and really, I encourage Commissioner Miller to, to write a letter to the FDA, USDA. We would all certainly support mm-hmm. him, um, requesting that they move forward, that money be appropriated from Congress for this research that, again, is going on in Texas a and I believe research is happening at Tarleton, Murray State out of Kentucky. I mean, there is some movement here, but it has not been a focus point, and there are more funds necessary to move that forward. There's a lot of amazing booths here um, related to, to hemp fiber. Mm-hmm. Um, Jax was just telling me about watching a... a a hempcrete demo so they have oh, cool. the, the the lime and the water um, we just had henry Baez come by a little bit ago with hemp building ventures who mm-hmm. was another one of our advertisers this last month um it's happening there's there's hempcrete homes being built in austin right now there's six new projects happening and to to have those vendors here um it, it's really a great educational opportunity if you're in the austin area really encourage you come to the Lucky Leaf Expo at the Austin Convention Center. They'll be going on for the rest of the day today. I know I think a couple of us are headed to some happy hours <laughs> all day tomorrow. Please come out. It's uh, We'd love and, to meet you. And I just want to say as we close here, um, you know, we'd like to see maybe contrib- contribution in the magazine from you, guy- you girls over there. You've got a great podcast, and I was telling your family earlier, Shayla, that it be, be nice to have some editorial uh, on your part if you ever want to contribute. I mean, the magazine's the, the playground. Same thing for you, Jax. I think uh, I want you guys to know that, you know, we're open to, you know, embracing this larger family that we're all experiencing. Uh, and, and this has got to be weird for you fighting uh, this marijuana battle. What do you think and, uh, the, about all this hip stuff? I mean, I think it's great. I it's, walked in here helped, and it smelled right? like marijuana. I am in heaven. I mean, finally, it's all cannabis to me. Yeah, it all smells amazing. Um, and you know, there's a difference between hemp and the cannabis that people enjoy recreationally or medically. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, but it's all a similar plant. I feel like we're all kind of working towards the same goals. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so happy to see the work that Coleman and myself and so many other advocates mm-hmm. have put in. It's actually coming to fruition. There's businesses, yeah. there's licensees, there's growing things. You know, saw an older gentleman came and stopped by and was asking me about, you know, what's going on with that smokable ban? You know, what's up mm-hmm. with the lawsuit? You know, mm-hmm. people are really, they care about it. They're being thoughtful about it. And I'm happy to see this. I can't wait for it to grow more. I can't wait for this to need to be two expo rooms, mm-hmm. which lets me also just say, I love how they spaced us out. You know, mm. still being very thoughtful, giving everybody room. Everyone's been really nice. And I'm actually seeing more variety than I thought I would see. 
Um, so coming in here, I'm not just seeing, you know, your deltas and your CBD gummies mm -hmm. and your tinctures. Of course, they're here and I'm trying them all. They're amazing. <laughs> but there's also like, how do you trim your, you yes. know, plants? How are you, the hempcrete, the hemp wood over here, you know? So I'm seeing more things than I expected. And I think that that is a good sign. And I think that it just shows that we're, we have more work to do, of course, but we're going to get it done. And during the next two years, y'all, we ain't going to have any time to rest. We have a lot of work to do. <laughs> well, I am taking a one-week vacation when yes. the session's done. Ain't nobody going to stop me from doing that, but then I'll get back to work. <laughs> June, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I am really hopeful that we get this, these different bills passed. It's, you know, I, I have a hard time not thinking about it, and it is coming to the wire. If we're able to get this done, we will have a laser focus on what needs to be changed over the next two years. Yeah. Um, these are all positive movements. I, we wish Texas was faster than what they are, but um, it, it'll give us a, a lay of the land and what needs to happen. So we appreciate y'all listening. We appreciate y'all support. I think we're going to head to a quick commercial break. Cool. We're going to wrap, but I wanted Shayda to plug the podcast or talk about Restart. Oh give you, God, give you another you. little plug. What's your, tell us about your podcast. How can people listen to yeah, you no, and learn more say, about Restart? And big wait. fan of you, too. Love Texas Hemp Reporter. Love the magazine. It's been so crucial in our industry, just helping us be connected to the stories. And I'm a big you know, storyteller. Marketing is storytelling. But yeah, my podcast is To Be Blunt. It's to all be about blunt. cannabis and marketing. And Jax has been a guest on yeah. Yes. There. And we just love having these conversations representing all the different facets of how do you actually bring this plant to market in a safe way and help educate the consumers. And yeah, grateful to be here. Thanks for having me kind of jump in and just echo what everybody else said. This show is going well and great. So come out and see us tomorrow. Yeah, come back out tomorrow. Um, it's the Texas Hemp Show. We're going to wrap this thing up and maybe go have a happy hour. What do you guys say? Yeehaw! <laughs> Good old 6th Street uh, Central Texas cold beer here from the <laughs> downtown Austin. It's day one of the uh, 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 what, what is this? So, Luckily! Yeah, almost said, Where am I wearing? I almost said NoCo. Nathan's here from Hempliance, and I and Nathan was on the podcast from NoCo, and I just saw Nathan. I almost said no. I almost, I almost blacked out and said NoCo. No, we're here day one of the Lucky Leaf Expo. We'll be here tomorrow, day two, and do this thing all over again. But uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. It's the Texas Hemp Show, and thank all of you for being a part of this uh, podcast this afternoon. Thank you. thank you. Awesome, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, y'all. Bye. Nathan, you blew me. You blew my cover. <laughs> but I ain't